Welcome to the Career by Design podcast. I'm your host, Prayer. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to design the career of your dreams while feeling empowered. I'll be sharing inspirations and strategies that will help you get results. All right. Welcome to this episode of the Career by Design podcast. And I have a special guest today, Jessica Eastman Stewart. I'm going to let her introduce herself. And today we're going to be talking all about giving and receiving feedback, which I know is a really, really important career topic. So, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. I would love for you to take 60 seconds and introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, everybody. So, I'm Jessica Eastman Stewart. I co-founded a nonprofit where I was one of the organization's leaders for a little bit over 10 years. Um, I'm now running my own business where I coach leaders in their work and help create content for to help anybody manage their home and family life with more joy and ease. I am based in Oakland, California, um, and I have two elementary age kiddos. I love it. Thank you so much. I always like to have fellow coaches on this show because it's always a great discussion. And I'm curious, Jessica, because actually this is a topic that you wanted to talk about and that you recommended. So tell me kind of what sparked this topic for you and why you think it would be so good for our audience to to hear about. Yeah. So I think most of us would agree that giving and getting really quality feedback is critical for career growth. It's it's critical for you know, anybody in any sort of management role. And yet, and I'll speak for myself, it can be a really hard part of our jobs and doing it well can be, can feel scary, both on the giving and the receiving side, you know? Um, And so because I found this so tricky, I actually remember one night I was needing to give feedback to a colleague and I ended up scheduling the phone call at like 7 PM so that I could be in the office all by myself where nobody would hear me because I thought I was going to mess it up. And I was like sweating because I was so scared. Like I had written like notes of what I wanted to say. And in the end, it went fine. It was a great conversation, but I went from, you know, 15 or 16 years ago being like scared to do this, like, and having it like be the thing that controlled my whole week to now I can get and give feedback a lot more easily. And one of the ways that I've done that is by using a particular structure. So It's something I'm pretty passionate about because it made me so much more effective in my work. And I think other people who are like me could really use the the ideas. Yeah, I think you're so right, because actually, you know, when you said feedback, even now, and even as a life and career coach, it feels a little cringy when I hear feedback, right? Right. Because I think, you know, a lot of times we have this negative connotation around feedback. And I think, you know, some of the reason is that people, they always think that feedback has to be constructive criticism. It's something that you can improve. And I am such a big fan of just feedback. It's just letting somebody know, you know, what they're doing well. There's something that can be improved that you're really specific about that feedback of things that could be improved. And it's so interesting. I want to just talk about this a little bit, but I way back when worked for McKinsey and company. And before that, I have to say, you know, my work environments were less structured and McKinsey has a huge feedback culture to the point of even us recording this podcast episode. If you have a meeting with somebody for even 30 minutes, it ends in feedback of how did the meeting go and how do you think they said this? And it's, it's something that's Mm. expected. And so I really got used to always receiving feedback, right? 
right? And so I think it can be helpful if people deliver feedback the right way. So I feel like that's the key to giving and and receiving feedback is to do it in the right way that's helpful to the other person. And it sounded like you have a technique around that that you started sharing. So I want to hear about that. Sure. So first I'll say feedback has to be both constructive and celebratory or appreciative, you know, in fact, um, I don't know if you know that Gallup did research and they, you know, they've come up with these 12 questions and depending on how people answer these 12 questions, it shows, you know, it's very highly correlated to how engaged and effective they are in their work. And one of them is, has somebody given you like appreciated you in the last seven days? And actually they've tested and seen that, you know, people who've been appreciated at work in the last seven days are much more engaged than people who haven't been. So the feedback definitely should be, you know, here's where I think you could go next and get better. And also just like, thank you for doing that thing. Or, you know, you, you facilitated that super well, or you did such a great job, you know, making this decision or, you know, whatever that is. Right. So the structure that I have used and have loved over more than the last decade has been a two by two conversation. And so it's pretty straightforward. That's part of the magic is it's so straightforward. It's not like a 50 question, like, you know, annual review template with a million ways to write about your work, right? It's really simple and easy. And that's part of the magic. And so essentially in this conversation, each person is going to share two things that they think they're doing well in their own work. They're going to share two things that they think they want to improve on in their own work with this colleague. Then they're going to share two things their colleague is doing really well in their work together and two things that they think their colleague could approve upon in their own work together. And so that is a simplicity. Um, in fact, I have a, you know, a one page template folks can use, but this is not super hard to create on your own. Just you prepare for the conversation ahead of time. I like to write and send written notes ahead of time to my colleague, like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, grab coffee and, you know, during our two by two and, you know, here's my, my two ideas for how I want to get better and what I think I'm doing well. And I'd like, you know, here's my ideas for how you're doing great and how you could improve. You send me yours beforehand and I'm really excited to dig in together. And then you go and have that conversation and discuss things and kind of flesh them out together, but it can be an incredibly powerful tool. That is so interesting. I've actually never heard of that before, that particular technique. I'm very familiar with like two by twos in terms of like matrices. So that sounds Mm -hmm. very, very interesting. And what I want to add to that is I think you're bringing a really good point because, you know, what I want everyone to hear who's listening to this is there's actually no right or wrong way right? There's many different techniques, but just Mm -hmm. choose one that's going to be helpful to you. So I think that this technique that you shared is so interesting because it's self-reflective. It shows Mm -hmm. vulnerability, right? Because you're celebrating yourself. You're also talking about areas of improvement. And then I think that it's nicer for the person who's receiving that feedback as well. Something that I recommend and a technique that I really like to have up front, and this is part of like how you communicate and how you communicate as a good leader is asking and telling people up front that you want feedback, right? So going back to the beginning of the conversation, sometimes I think we get worried about feedback. We just are like avoiding it. We don't want to talk about it. And so a lot of times when I'm starting something, I'll, I'll say to my team, hey, I'd love feedback on this, right? I'm going to be looking for feedback. 
And so they're prepared and kind of ready, right? And they feel comfortable sharing with me if something comes up in the moment. So that's the next Mm -hmm. thing that I was going to say is I like to recommend as much as possible that people feel comfortable sharing feedback in the moment, right? That's actually when it's going to be most effective is imagine you're on, you know, a two month project you know, and you, and something happens in week one or two, and then it's, <laughs> right. it's week like eight, nine or 10 and your colleague or your team member comes back and is sharing something. And neither of you may really remember everything about it. And so I think in the moment is so key. And I think it's key to make it actionable. So I actually personally uh, am not necessarily a, a fan of having separate feedback meetings. But what Mm -hmm. I would say is, again, to the audience, do what's comfortable for you because you may not have the opportunity, right? You may not be in an environment where you can constantly be giving and receiving feedback in the moment. And so you may have to schedule time. And then there's a lot of organizations that they only have feedback during some performance cycles and things like that. So just keep all of that in mind. But I would say as much as possible, do it in the moment, good and bad, recognize things that are going well. And the other point that I want to bring up is I want people to also start getting in the habit of giving themselves feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Really evaluating their own work, congratulating themselves, celebrating themselves. If they're doing something really well, if you had a really difficult project, you knocked it out of the park. I want you to give yourself that feedback. And even for me as a coach, you know, like I do evaluations on my consults because anyone who comes to work with me, we we have a 30 minute consult and I will write this went well, this didn't go so well. And then what am I going to do differently next time? And I find that self uh, feedback is so important because then if somebody else comes and gives it to you, you have more clarity and it's not like the first time you're hearing it. So I would love to get your thoughts on that, Jessica. Yeah, I could not agree more. I think the absolute best way to give feedback is right in the moment. I'll also say that sometimes that's tricky. You know, I mean, you named it for certain different reasons, right? It might be that you need to give some, you know, like maybe more intense or personal feedback. And you might not do that in a group event, you know, like when, when that person is leading a meeting, but you want to give them feedback on how they let it afterwards in a private way, or, you know, some organizations just struggle with having a feedback culture. I love hearing that McKinsey has feedback at the end of every meeting. That is so powerful, but a lot of us are working in places where that's not the culture. So the part of the magic for a a two by two structure um, or something like that is that it is a good kind of catch if you're not able to do the kind of, you know, Cadillac version of it, which is right there in the moment. This is a great catch. It um, makes sure that, you know, you're able to like really take, like take that step back and say, okay, how is my work going with this person? And kind of not just in the moment, but like with a little more time to reflect. The way I had it structured with my team was everybody would have a two by two, at least once a year with their manager. And for us, you know, we did have an annual performance cycle, but often that was focused on the the person and not on them giving feedback to me as their boss. And so I really liked the two by two to make sure that if, if, if they were not yet comfortable in their own you know, despite me trying to make them comfortable and asking for feedback, some folks, you know, it's, it's hard for them and they're still growing in their ability to give feedback. So the two by two kind of forced them to give me some feedback in a way that I really appreciated because I heard some great stuff that helped me become a better manager. So once a year, I would try to do it there. 
I also had everybody on the team that worked together, even as colleagues, do two by twos once a year with each other to make sure that, you know, colleagues that were working closely had that deliberate time to step back and kind of strengthen their relationship and work together while continuing to build all of our skills to do it in that, in that moment. And then one other final time that I just loved was before somebody even started in their new job, I would put a two by two on their calendar for six weeks in. And, you know, you could even do this much sooner, but it allowed us to kind of get to know each other and work together and make sure we didn't get too far down the line before we were deliberately making space to talk with each other about how the big picture of our work together was going. So I really appreciated that too. And it also brings them into the organization on their first day saying, hey, this conversation is going to be scheduled six weeks out. At that point, I'm expecting to get some great feedback from you. So keep, keep those in mind and you could bring me stuff anytime, but know that we care about your thoughts and I want to get your feedback as you're in this role. I love that. I think it is so important to set up somebody new who's coming into an organization, set them up for success, right? And I think that, Jessica, that's so amazing that you were such a strong and powerful leader and you were implementing that across your team and across your colleagues. And what I would say to those listening is that if you're not necessarily a leader yet, a people leader, and you don't have somebody who's setting up that structure for you, Don't be afraid to set something up like that with the person that's managing you. I love to talk about this topic of managing up, right? They may not have that experience or skill set or maybe just the time to prioritize that. And so if it's important to you, if you are looking to actually grow in your career, make sure that you're setting up those expectations with your leaders, right? I love having touch points because again, nobody may reach out to you and say, hey, here's a feedback meeting. And it's great to be proactive and set up whatever's a comfortable schedule. Maybe you're meeting monthly to say, okay, you're all the stakeholders and leaders I'm working with, you know, what's going well, how do we improve? You can maybe use the two by two structure, but make sure that you're scheduling that time. And I also want to go back to something that you said at the beginning of the call, Jessica, which is sometimes we have to give feedback and that feels scary. And I think Mm. a lot of times, I think that the fear comes from like the unfamiliarity of it and the lack of practice, right? It's something that we Mm -hmm. maybe are not used to receiving. We're not used to giving. And then I think there's some deeper discomfort where there's quote unquote negative feedback. You really genuinely want to help somebody improve and you're not necessarily getting the result you want. So let's talk a little bit about your experiences with giving that, you know, constructive feedback, areas of improvement. How have you handled that and what kind of difference has it made? I think this is this is one of the, the biggest growth edges in my own career. I think I think of it like a muscle, you know, just like you mentioned. If the more you do it, the stronger your feedback muscle gets, the easier it gets. I mean, I wish somebody had told me that 15 years ago. Like, I know this is super stressful now. You will not even hesitate a second in the future because you will figure out this will become just second nature to you giving feedback. So hang in there. Uh, practice, do it well and um, do mess it up, (laughs) do all of that. And then you'll get better and better and it will become much easier. So don't just let yourself say like, I'm bad at giving feedback. Like you can get good at this and there are some strategies to do that. So I would say one, prepare yourself, you know, don't think that 
you know, if you're not yet at the place where you can just give like amazing feedback in the moment right there, then okay, prepare yourself a little bit, you know, write some notes, write what you want to say, um, write down what you're nervous about. Just give yourself time to prepare the conversation. You can even role play with somebody in your life, you know, with a partner or a friend or another colleague. And, you know, if you have your own manager, let's say, and you want to give feedback to a colleague, maybe your manager could support you to role play that conversation to help you get better and have, have it feel less stressful. And also, Another strategy I found is to frame it in a positive way. You know, as a manager, I would often frame things as, you know, here's what I think the, you know, the Jamal of next year is going to do really well, you know, or here's where I think you could take your, your game to an even higher level. So it wasn't about like, here's what you're doing wrong, but here's the next step I see for your nailing it even more than you already are. Right. So I think that, you know, if somebody is doing a good job and they could just tweak it, like, make sure that's clear to them. You know, you might not need to make it framed positive if you need to give somebody feedback, like, because, you know, they are doing so poorly that maybe this is not the right role for them. But if it truly is like a tweak, like say that. Another thing you can say is say that you're nervous. Like you can say that out loud. Like, you know, imagine giving feedback to your boss. Like I once actually said directly to my manager, like I'm feeling really nervous about giving you this feedback today. So I'll just say that, like saying that sometimes helps get you on the same team because they probably don't want you to feel that way. And it, it just opens up a little vulnerability and, you know, humans will react well to that. You can even say if someone tends to get defensive when you give feedback, you could even say that. You could say, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous about this conversation because in the past when I've given you feedback, you've gotten really defensive and I feel like it's been hard to have a real conversation. So I just wanted to say that because I'm feeling nervous coming into this conversation today. So, you know, you can be vulnerable and it can really help have that conversation go better. I really love that so much. I think you said a couple of things in there that I wanted to touch on, right? One of them is, again, if you're giving feedback to, let's say, a colleague or somebody that is your leader that's constructive, I want you to know that you may not get the response that you're expecting and that's okay, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing is that people are thinking, okay, we're going to use this methodology. We're going to frame it well. We're going to, you know, be constructive. It's going to be in the moment and detailed. And and then that means that 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 person's going to receive it really well and be super happy. And they're going to start changing their (laughs) behavior. And I want to just tell you that may not be realistic right? There's two pieces of feedback. One is to let somebody know that something that they're doing could be improved if it's constructive, right? The other thing is letting them know to keep on doing something that's working. But the other part of giving feedback is also if something's affected or impacted you in a negative Mm -hmm. or positive way, right? And so I just want you to know they may not react the way that you are expecting them to, and that's okay. And then I want to circle back on having difficult conversations. So let's say you are in a position where you're a people manager and you've given somebody feedback many times and it's a situation where they are not a fit for the role. As hard and as that conversation feels, I want you to think about that person as their future self. So you kind of alluded to this, right? With that future Jamal. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see that person in an empowered way, because if you're helping them to see that this is not the right role for them, even though it may be painful or hurtful or difficult in the moment, 
know that in the end, it's going to be the right thing, right? You don't want someone to be in a role where it's a struggle for them and it's not working out and where they're going to have to work so hard to overcome you know, things that aren't working or improve their skills to a point which are not realistic. And so I just want you to keep that in mind is know that that person will be okay. And even if it's about separation from the company or organization, again, do it in a way that's helpful and really make sure that that is the place that you're coming from when you give feedback, right? Feedback shouldn't come from a place of, revenge or wanting to right a wrong or, you know, things like that. It should really be that you are looking out for someone's best interest. And is this going to make a difference and impact? Because I think that sometimes good as that culture was that I was talking about at McKinsey, we also just don't want to give feedback just for the sake of giving feedback. And so Mm -hmm. if you do come to a, you know, situation where you're required to give feedback and maybe you haven't had enough contact with that person, Again, just be really authentic and say that. Be like, you know, we actually didn't work together long enough or I actually don't have too many examples to talk about. Just be really authentic about the place that that feedback comes from. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it just ties back to the being authentic, being vulnerable with each other and also just supporting people, you know, like trying your best to think about what's going on from their perspective and just loving them as a human being, even if something is not particularly going well, but don't go so far as to be so worried about hurting someone's feelings that you actually hurt their career and their ability to improve or hurt the impact that you're trying to make in your company or organization because you are too afraid to give feedback. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So really coming at it with that kind of middle ground of doing the the work of making sure folks know where they can take their game to the next level, while also just realizing that they're a human being who is probably trying to do a good job. You know, something, you know, a blind spot, something else going on, just not having the information or the skills or the experience, like whatever it is, is getting in the way. And your role is to help make sure they can see the path forward. But finding that balance, that, that, you know, porridge, getting the, the porridge right, like Goldilocks did is, is key there. I love that metaphor. Jessica, it's been so wonderful having you on the podcast and talking about, I think, what's a really, really important topic and something we haven't talked about on the podcast before. Is there anything, any last tip or piece of information that you want the listeners to know about feedback? Sure. Um, So if it's helpful to share with, you know, your colleagues or, you know, someone or for yourself, be brave you can do this with feedback. Another thing you can do is just, you know, find people who are great at giving feedback and deliberately learn from them. This will get better. It will get easier. And it's critical. Um, You will be a much better leader um, once you've continued to build this skill. Thank you so much. Thanks again for being on the podcast. And there were so many good nuggets and what you shared. And hopefully this episode is going to be really helpful to you as the listener and help you feel more comfortable with giving feedback and receiving feedback. And the only thing that I'll leave you with is that remember, as you get feedback, feedback is a gift. And you do with that feedback what you will and you decide if you want to accept that gift or not. So I'll leave you with that till next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career by Design podcast. I hope that the strategies I shared today will help you on your journey to an amazing career. 
Be sure to check in next week for another episode. And for more tips, follow me on Instagram under inspiration underscore careers. 